Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. For by him all things were created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Hebrews 11.3 and Colossians 1.16. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Welcome to another episode of the Spiritual Matters. Why do we do this? Why do we have these Godcasts? Because the spiritual matters. Amen. 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 Again, welcome. I am Ben Ruel. This is my lovely, beautiful, anointed wife. Hi, I'm TC. Amen. And it's always an honor to uh, share the word with you guys and build and equip as many as we can, prepare and just open the eyes of people and the understanding of people so that we can fully walk in the manner that Christ Jesus has ordained us and anointed us and empowered us to walk here in this earth. So let's just open up in prayer. You mind opening in prayer for me, my love? Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank you for this word that's about to come forth. We thank you for your love, Lord, that's poured out upon us. Your Lord, uh, your love that saves us, delivers us, heals us, sets us free, Lord. We just thank you for the freedom and liberty that we have in loving you back, Lord, and being set free from the bondages, um, everything that the enemy that is that put us in, um, uh, society, family, anything, uh, knowing or unknowingly, uh, malicious or unmalicious. Uh, that has put us in bondage, Lord. We thank you for your love that yes. sets us free. Yes. We thank you for your mercies that endure and are new every single day, Lord. Yes, Lord. We love you. We we praise you. Um, we choose to receive everything you have for us in your will, Lord, your kingdom. Uh, because you say that that the kingdom of heaven is in our reach, Lord. Yes. And we just say we receive it now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Today's topic in this episode is um, <clears throat> deliverance and the Holy Spirit. Deliverance and the Holy Spirit. And uh, according to John 8, 32, he says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And I want to I want to really point some things out to everyone that he didn't say you should hear the truth. He didn't even say that you shall speak what is true. He said you shall know the truth and the truth that you know will set or make you free. So that's why we do this, because the spiritual matters and knowing the truth about these things that God has revealed through his word and by his spirit it brings clarity. It brings freedom. It brings liberty. The word of God said where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So we just, through our years of ministry, have seen so many believers go through so many different things, obstacles, and and, and, and such that really is a hindrance to people, but not know why. So we're going to talk about these things, and we're going to talk about um, what deliverance is. 
We're going to talk about what deliverance is. And by this conversation, we'll know if we need deliverance. Amen. 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 So deliverance, what is it? And how to know if I need it? That's, uh, you know, that is a good question. Because I know even for me personally, I had no idea that I needed to be delivered. I had no idea that I had, that I was in bondage. Because, you know, society, it just, it makes you think that certain things are common. Right. It's like, oh, well, you know, because of your bloodline or because of your genetics, this is just your lot. Right. You know, your your father suffered from whatever uh, from um depression, your your grandfather suffered from depression, so most likely you're going to suffer from depression. No, these are generational curses. Right. That are being passed down that people don't understand can be broken and deliverance is key to that. I know it was for me. Right, right. So we're going to uh, really dive into this and we're going to give our stories, our testimonies, even things that we've experienced doing um, the ministry of deliverance. And I, I kind of use the word deliverance sparingly because I like to say it the way Jesus did, said it, you know, when we're casting out devils. Right. Setting right. setting our brethren free. Right. Because yeah, that's what it is. But um, nowadays, because of the world that we live in, you know, the movie industry and all of that, all of this stuff is made to be scary or spooky when in actuality, back when Jesus walked on this earth, it was very commonplace. It was. People knew right. when someone was demon possessed. Right. Even in the Old Testament. Right. Yeah. Amen. Exactly. And so they knew of spiritual things. They knew that this stuff was real. Right. But somewhere along the line, it's been watered down and and made to think like this thing is just so uncommon when actually it's very common in a lot of people. They it's, have no idea. Right. It's too commonplace, too commonplace. Even uh, Old Testament reference would be when the Bible tells us that Saul was tormented and vexed with demons. Yeah. And, but when, when uh, David played in worship to the Lord, the demons had to leave because they couldn't bear the presence of God. They couldn't stand the presence of God. So, you know, demonization has gone all the way back. Even possession has gone all the way back in, in antiquity. You know, e- even with Muhammad, when he would fell into seizures and have revelations, that was demonic because we see when the young boy in uh, the Gospels how he had fallen and had epileptic seizures like Muhammad did, Jesus cast the devil out of him. Right. So, but we don't, go ahead. I was just going to go a little, just a little deeper into that, that, you know, that's literally that evil spirit or those groupings of evil spirits entering that person. Um, So it, it, it normally happens through a seizure or, um, some sort of blackout or, you know, um, something that's not, it, it's not favorable to the body. I mean, meaning that the body is going through some sort of pain or yeah, trauma, trauma right. as these things enter. Right. So so let's look at uh, Romans chapter number seven. And what we're, we're going to read this through, then we're going to 
talk about it and break it down scripture by scripture, starting at the ver- verse 14. And we're going to see, and we're going to, because this, this passage, passage of scripture really describes, you know, if, you know, what it looks like and what the, what, what is the resolution for, uh, you know, somebody being demonized. We'll talk about what that means because, because a person is demonized don't mean they possessed. So we'll, we'll get into all those good things so that everyone would know so that the body of Christ, especially, would be totally set free from things that we thought was just normal. Right. And and the key of it is, is the scripture, at least Hosea, that says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Right. Once, you, once you're getting this understanding and knowledge, it's no longer scary because you understand that, first of all, why is there nothing to be afraid of? Because the Lord literally gave us power right. over all this stuff. Right. So there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just now understanding how to get to the root of these things. Right. And just like he said, God said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. But what did we start off? What scripture did we start off with? We started off with uh, John mm-hmm. chapter 3, 8. eight you should, 8.32. I mean, 8.32. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Right. See, it's the truth. It's not. See, the the ignorance is doesn't hide. What ignorance does is it blocks our minds. It blinds us to the truth. But once we know this truth, then we're empowered to be set free. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing that can persuade us of anything else. Once you know the truth, because you know the truth, not just not just because you read it. Right. But you've experienced it. Right. You're now walking in it. Right. So there's nothing I'm telling you, there's nothing nobody can tell me to say, oh, no, you didn't that demon. You didn't have a demon that was depressed, that was depressing you, that was causing you to go towards suicide. You didn't have that. Are you kidding me? Yes, I did. Right. Because it was cast out. And now I'm completely different. I don't need to take medication. How many people can say that? Amen. Amen. That's the truth setting you Absolutely. And the truth not only sets you free, but the truth keeps you free. Exactly. Because the enemy tried to come back and he'll try to make you think something or feel something. But you've already been free. You've already been delivered. That's why Jesus said a a spirit when it's cast out, when the evil spirit is cast out, it roams dry places and say, I'm going to go back to my home from once I came out. Mm -hmm. Then he'll go back and bring seven words. But if he finds it swept, garnished, which is clean, and but empty. Right. He can enter back in. So, but that's what we're going to talk about. The difference we're going to talk about deliverance and the Holy Spirit, because we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that uh, either at the end of this episode or the next one. All right. So let's start at uh, Romans chapter number 14, chapter number seven, verse number 14. Uh, Would you mind reading 14 to 25 just straight through? Because the reason why I'm asking you, because I know how I am, I'm going to stop and really dive into it. It's not time for that yet. Okay, Romans 7, 14 to 25. It says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will do, for what I will to do that I do not practice, but what I hate that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with that law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. 
For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do find, I do not find. For that, for the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. 21. I find then a law that evil is present with me, that one who wills to do good, for I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh, the law of sin. Amen. Amen. Now, let's talk about this. Let's let's break this down so it's plain and understandable for even a child to, to be able to receive. So in uh, verse number 14, starting at 14, here's the problem. He said, for we know that the law is spiritual. So he's talking about the law of the Lord. He's talking about the commandments. That law also means the word of God is spiritual. It's spiritual. It's not a it's not a book that you read for entertainment. Uh, it's a book that you read to, to, to get closer to God, to get to know God. When you get in the gospels, to get to know Jesus, the Son of God, and, and his ways and his all his power and, and what he's given toward us who are men and women in, in this earth. We get that understanding. So we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. I am a man. I am human. But the problem is that I was sold, sold. I was sold. What does that mean? I was sold under sin. Now we're going to look at what sin means because uh, we're going to really break that down so that everyone can understand that, that sin is not only just a deed. Sin is much more deeper than that. So he said, I was sold under sin. In other words, I was sold under and brought under bondage to sin. So, but we'll talk about what that sin means in a, in a, in a little bit. So how, how was I sold? The Bible says that we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Why are we born in sin? How is it that we are all born in sin and iniquity, which is selfishness, which is, which is uh, depravity, forms us? How is that? Because we're under sin, which is depraved. We're under sin, which is naughty, which is dirty, which is not righteous, which is not pleasing. So we've been sold under something that would take us away from God. So how do we how are we sold? Who sold us? How? We were sold by Adam. We were sold by Adam. And the book, uh, book of Romans, that chapter 5, verse 12 says, Wherefore, by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So, and so death passed upon all, for we all have sinned. 
we all sinned, so we were sold under sin by that one man, Adam. That's why Jesus called the last Adam. Because if you read on, it'll say, by one man, sin enters into the world and death by sin. But by the second man, which is pretty interesting, it says by the second man, you know, we were redeemed and brought back to life. And I just read it for yourself, kind of paraphrase. But it specifically said the second man. So Adam was the first man. Jesus was the second man. What happened to all the men in between? They weren't walking as God has these men in between were not walking and living sinless as Adam first did and as Jesus did his whole life. So that's what God really, you know, really looks at us and say, this is a man after him, at his own heart, at his own will. But uh, we, we can talk about that some other time. So in verse 15 of, of Romans chapter 7, it says, For that which I do, I allow not. The word allow, like my wife uh, said, it means I don't, that which I do, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand why I'm doing these things. I, I, I can't perceive how I, why I'm doing these things. And in, and in a lot of instances, I have no knowledge that I did that. Mm-hmm. So if, even if you look at, um, say you get drunk and people tell you the next day, boy, you just wild out. You did. I have no memory of that. That used to happen to me all the time. Right. And even... Even, you know, times where I, I brought up recently that I would I would literally just be thinking to myself, like, why am I depressed? Right. Like, I don't understand why I'm depressed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't have like the best of the best circumstances, but I'm not like, but it could be a whole lot worse. Mm-hmm. Why am I depressed? That was something that I that would, you know, come to my mind every so often. I don't understand this. Right. That's exactly what that means. Yep. Like, right. So if we really put things in proper perspective and look at it as it is, Adam sold us under sin for a piece of fruit. Mm-hmm. And what that fruit would give. Yeah. But he was deceived, you know, by following his wife where she was beguiled. And now we're all we're, are born in sin because we all came forth from the loins of Adam. So, but that being born in sin and sold under sin gives us two different perspectives. Because when you're when you're sold under something, it's not really a something; it's a someone. It's like in a uh, in the mid in a mid Atlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. We were. We were sold under masters, under taskmasters. Mm-hmm. But we'll get in, we'll get a little bit more into that. But it it means that that thing I wanna that, that thing I wanna do, that which I do, I allow not. Or I don't know, or I don't understand, or I don't perceive, or I have no knowledge of what to do. How many predicaments have we been in? And, and we're in a bad situation, but we don't know what to do to get out of it. Well, you can have an anger problem and you might be angry, but not know how to stop losing your temper. That was me when I was a kid. I was very, I had a, I had a bad temper. But then it goes on to say, for what I would, I do not. But what I hate, that I do. So it's like, for that, for that which I do, I will allow not. I understand not. I don't understand why I keep going to this guy. I don't understand why I keep going to this woman. I don't understand why I keep smoking. I don't understand why 
you know, I, I get so violent. I don't, I don't know why I get so mad. I know for me, uh, before I gave my life to the Lord, I would go out <clears throat> partying and drinking. And, you know, of course, that night you feel awful. You may be sick because you drank too much. You wake up the next day, you have a hangover and all this stuff. And I, always, I would always say, I'm never doing that again. Like, I hate the outcome of this. Right. And then here I am again, sometimes the next night. Right. <laughs> like doing the same thing over and over again. Right. And it's just like, why do I keep doing this? But, you know, it was, it's for me, I, I was, I just had no hope. And I just, I was searching for something. I didn't know what it was, not realizing that all along it was the Lord, it was Jesus. But, you know, because really he was the only one that could fill that place right. that I was trying so desperately to fill. Right. He was the only one that could clean that thing out and then yeah. fill it with himself. Yeah. Because that was the void that was created when Adam sinned. Yeah. That's why God came looking for him saying, where are you? Right. That, that was the creation of that void between us and God. And we try to fill it with every other thing, but only God can fill that void. Right. Because so much of humanity is lost. Right. And until we find Jesus, because he's always there waiting for us to come back. And when we find him and choose him, that's when we're no longer lost. Right. Right. And, and, and just think about it. There are, there, are, there are abusive men that abuse women, abuse their children because they get so enraged. But then they feel bad after, like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Or they'll come back and say, you know, I love you, right? They try to justify by saying, you know, uh, I did it because, but they don't understand. They don't know why they're so abusive. Whether it's physically, verbally, even people who are serial killers. They yeah. kill people and then woke up. I mean, snapped out of it like they they just didn't know. They knew they did it, but they didn't know. They did it. It was like it wasn't me. It wasn't myself. Yeah, and I, I used to, you know, I would hear stuff like that uh, and just be like, "How is that even possible?" But then looking back after I got saved, looking back at my life and seeing those moments, like we talked about earlier, where I would I would literally be drinking and don't remember large chunks. Of the night. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the next day, someone would be like, oh, you did this or that. And I have no recollection of anything. Right. right. Because something else. Right. And it mm-hmm. would, but it wouldn't just happen when I was uh, drinking. It would happen. I remember it happened even years before that when I was in high school. And <clears throat> I would, I uh, was on the dance team, so I would perform. But the thing about it, I was so scared. I don't even know why. I enjoyed dancing. I did. But performing terrified me. And so whenever I would go on stage, I would tell, I would be gone. Like, I don't remember what happened from the moment I stepped on stage to the moment I stepped off. I don't remember. Right. Uh, it's just like little blurs. Like, I have no idea what happened. People come to me after and be like, oh, my God, that was amazing. I wasn't there. Right, right. And that's the thing, because even the scripture tells us that, uh, you know, avoid strong drink for this excess for the spirit. Mm-hmm. So what happens is even when we drink or we get intoxicated with something, it's excess for the spirit. So what it does, it, it moves our spirit, it moves our soul out the way, then something else is able to come in. Mm-hmm. So but we'll, we'll, we'll get more in, into that. But uh, let's let's go down to verse number 16. 
This is really good. It says, for if then I do which I would not, or I do what I don't want to do, I consent unto the law that it is good. In other words, the word is telling me what's going on. This is showing me what's happening. So I consent that the word of God is good. The law of God is good. It's good because the law is good because the law empowers me to do what's right. You know, because if not for the word of God, if not for the law of God, I wouldn't know what to do and what not to do. So the law, the word of God gives us instruction and it, and it helps us to make, number one, make the decision to follow God and to obey him. And that in itself brings forth power to destroy anything that's there, that sin that's there that would not let you obey him. So he said, I can sing to the law that is good. Now then, it is no, this is where we're going to, this is what we want to get to. There, now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. See, and that's what you were saying when you, when you were drunk and you didn't know what happened. Just the same thing with me. It was no longer me who, were do, who was doing it, but it was sin, the sin that dwelt in me. Now think about it like this. If, if, if I, if I, if I lie to you, that's a sin, right? Mm -hmm. And that's an act. Right. But how can that act dwell? Right. So that means and we're going to get more, we're going to get deeper into this, but I just want to highlight that. I want you to, I want you to look at and highlight how many times you see the word dwell in this chapter. Just, just, just keep an eye on that. And we're going to break it down for you a little later. And then it says here, now then it is no more I that do it. But sin that dwells, the word dwells mean to live or to occupy a house. What did Jesus say? His spirit, when it's cast out from dry place, and said, I'll return to my house for which I've come out. So that word dwell means to occupy a house. It means to reside. It means to inhabit. It means to remain or inhere. It means to cohabit. So that dwell means that there's something else that's cohabitating your body with your soul. Right. All right, now watch. Now, now I just want you to really pay attention to how many times we see the word dwell here. Then it says here, for I know that in me that is in my flesh dwells no good thing. So even as believers, he said, he said he's an apostle that wrote most of the books in the New Testament. And he's uh, walking with Jesus, had a face-to-face -face with Jesus. You know, all these wonderful things. But he is saying to us, he knows that in our flesh dwells no good thing. So if anything is in our flesh dwelling, it's no good. It's no good. Because as my wife so wonderfully broke it down so many times, that we are three-dimensional beings. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you go ahead and, 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 and share that revelation that God gave you. Right. So we, we tend to think or see ourselves as just, our body, but we're we're like we're we're not we're actually three dimensional beings, being body, soul, and spirit. So we are multi dimensional beings at all times, dwelling in three dimensions. So we most people can see the natural, um, but there are some who can also see the spiritual and they see this other dimension that we are dwelling in um, all at once. So you have multiple 
aspects happening here. You have the natural, you have uh, these, the soul, soulish dimension, and then you have the spirit, uh, the dimension where spirit dwells. Now, the Holy Spirit is linked up with our spirit in that dimension. And that's how we can have the Holy Spirit and still have need deliverance. Because that was something that just I couldn't understand. I was like, how is this possible? How are you dwelling in me, Holy Spirit? But yet I needed deliverance. I needed demons cast out of me. And so normally, or I think most people would, because the the Bible says that we're a house, most people would give the analogy of, you know, it's a house. So the attic is where the Holy Spirit is. And then like maybe on the second or third floors, that's where these demons are, which is kind of true uh, to some extent. But it's a if you have to look at the house as though, like, say, the attic is a one dimension and then maybe the second floor is another dimension and the main floor is a whole nother dimension so we can travel throughout the house right but these evil spirits are bound to either the main floor or the second floor they cannot get to the attic and so that that's basically how the lord was showing me that and let me add this real quick before you go on. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of, that's really similar to this world, how we have the natural dimension. Mm-hmm. We have the second heaven, the first heaven, the second heaven, then the third heaven. Right. The first heaven, I mean, yeah, the first heaven is what we can see in this realm in which we dwell. The second heaven is where a lot of the principalities and powers, that's where they are. And the third heaven is where God dwells. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of similar in that way. Right. But it's it's having an understanding that Satan and the fallen angels, these evil spirits are limited mm-hmm. in where they can and cannot go. Right. Okay. They don't have free reign. Um, they can't, Satan can't be everywhere at one time. Only the Holy spirit can be that. Okay. So Who that's showing that? he is that right. So we're seeing the dynamic of power here. Okay. Mm -hmm. He has limited power. The Holy Spirit has all power. Right. So in that, that's, that's. And I like to say like this, the enemy has limited power, but the Holy Spirit is all power. Yeah, exactly. Because even the power that the enemy has came from the Holy Spirit. Now he's just misusing the power that he has. Right. Exactly. So when we look at that, so we have our body, that is in one dimension, okay? Mm-hmm. We have our soul, which is in a whole nother dimension. That's why most of us can't see it. Okay, the Lord has given some of us the gift of discerning of spirits and also just some are seers and we can see in that dimension. So we can literally see the soul and we can see these evil spirits that are attached to the soul. Mm-hmm. Now you have a whole nother dimension that is beyond this dimension that our soul resides in, where the Holy Spirit is, the holy angels and all of that. Now, through our prayer and intercession and and warfare and all of that, we can give the angels charge to move and have access to these different dimensions 
um, and to move around and stuff like that. This is this is law and principle that the the Lord set up, our heavenly Father set up, so that it's not just anarchy, just confusion. He doesn't set up confusion. Right. Where the confusion comes in is with the enemy and witches and warlocks, because they are now with the dominion that the Lord gave us. You know um, that He gave Adam. We still have that. That has not changed. Um, that gift is without repentance, right? That that dominion that he's given us. So even though they have not submitted themselves to God, they still have this dominion and the enemy knows it. So he uses their dominion then to, with the spells and, and incantations and all of that to then allow illegally, but it is allowed through their dominion now to um, conjure up these demons to move in certain dimensions, they're still limited, but they have more. That's how they are able to move and stuff like that. Right. It's like getting a hall pass. Right. And so even with us individually, we give these evil spirits permission through um, doing the things that the Lord says not to do. Right. So when we do these things that the Lord says implicitly not to do, we are opening the door. We're right. That rebellion is an open door, right? Just like witchcraft, right? To allow these spirits then to move and now come in, um, come in and join with our our soul in right. that dimension, right. and, and that's how we get into bondage, right? And that's exactly the way you explain it is what Paul was saying that. Um, you know, not just being sold under sin, but what was it? Just left my mind. Help me, Holy Spirit. I consent right. that the law is good because you just said if we don't do what God says, it's an open door. It's rebellion. Right. That's why, like again, you said that the uh, rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. That's what the exactly. Word of God says. And what is witchcraft? Is an open door for the enemy to come in. Right. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's just allowing the enemy to now come through a door that he was otherwise locked out of. Right. That's why you have those movies with the vampires and stuff. They can't come in unless you allow them in. Right. That's principle. Right. And and that's and that's so true. And then once they come in, they don't just willingly leave because you're asking them to. No. They have to be actually kicked out. Yes. It's just like you have these squatters living in your house mm -hmm. that you can't get out, even by law. Right. <laughs> so they have to be has to be a court ordered injunction against them. Mm -hmm. A declaration against them, and then the sheriff, somebody stronger, must come yeah. and put them out. And that's why Jesus said, you know, in order to spoil the goods of the strong man, one stronger must come to bind him and deliver, you know, or, or, or you know, take his goods away. So uh, this is this is all the matter of what's happening in humanity. Why humanity is so broken down? Why there's so much crime? Why there's so much suicide? Why there's so much depression? Why there's so much hopelessness and child trafficking and satanic ritualistic abuse? All these things is because of the sin that dwells in people. Because mankind, humanity was sold under sin. So we really want to break this down, the whole thing, so we can get the full understanding Paul said, I should not to give you the full counsel of God. So we want to give you the full counsel so that you can understand what is happening, the dynamics, and then what to do about it. Not just for your life, for your children, for your spouse, 
for for you just those who God will lead you to or bring to you that would need your help after you receive this wisdom and this understanding and the enlightenment of your heart through the gospel of Jesus Christ so that you know that you have this power to help other people out of this. Now watch this. So again, in verse 18, in, in Romans seven eighteen, he said, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwell no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform it, that which is good, I find not. This is so interesting. A lot of us don't want to do the things that we did. Yeah. A lot of sinners right now don't want to do the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the occult do not want to be there. <laughs> right. A lot of people in the church that are in sin, they, some people really from their heart wants to serve God. Yeah. To For the good is with them to do, but how to do it, they find not. They find not. In other words, I want to, I don't want to do these things anymore, but I don't know how to not do them. Right. I don't know how to, instead of being abusive in my way of speech, I don't know how to be kind to people. I can't find out. I can't. It's why? Because the word is spiritual. Yeah. And also because, you know, once we've received those evil spirits to now indwell. Right. And it's not only just receiving. Sometimes we're born with them through our bloodline lineage, through our parents. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, You know, that in itself is spiritual, but it bleeds over into the natural. It does manifest naturally. It does. So now we are conditioned into walking in sin. Right. And this is our way of life. This is how we think this is. Right. This is how it's supposed to be. Right. This is how I am. This is me. Exactly. It's really not. Right. So, you know, it's really a process mm-hmm. of not just because, you know, we'll have people. I know for even for me, the demons are cast out, but now you still have the habits that are ingrained in you. So that's where the washing of the word in the mind comes to now change those habits to the habits of uh, the fruit of the spirit. Right. And that's why the word of God tells us to be renewed. Right. In other words, God gave you when you were born, you had a new mind. But your mind must be renewed, mm-hmm. be renewed in the spirit of your mind by the washing, by the water, by the word of God. So mm-hmm. I consent that the word of God is good. Yeah. The law of God the commandments of God is not to tell us what not to do, but it's to prevent us from receiving those evil things that's going to come as a result of us doing what he said, what not to do. Right. You know, so, 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 the, you know, how to perform that which is good, I find not. So, there, so then watch what he says, for the good that I would not do. He keeps saying that for the good that I would not do. For the good that I would, I do not. So the good that I want to do, I don't do. But the evil which I don't want to do, that I do. That I do. Now watch this. Now if I do that I don't want to do or what I don't want to do, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. In other words, it's something else. It's someone else 
that is doing the things through you that you don't want to do. And it's stopping you from doing the good that you do want to do. Proverbs, check this out, Proverbs 7.21. They talks about this young man. Uh, he was walking through the streets and Solomon said, I watched it from the house, from my casement of my window. And he said, I, I, I saw and I observed this, this foolish young man, this simple young man that was void of understanding. And then so he, as he was walking in the streets that there was a, a woman that laid wait at every corner. It's impossible for a woman to be on every corner. We talk about spiritual things. We talk about spirits. We talk about principalities that rules areas, that dominates regions, that they, that, that, that are, are lords over territories and neighborhoods. So she, so, so this particular region was full of, of harlots or, or prostitutes. And so it says here, now watch this. So she, she, she spoke to him and she flattered him. And, and, and she really convinced her to go with her to his house, to, to go with her to her house. Because she's like, the good man is gone. In other words, the enemy tried to tell people, to try to tell believers that Jesus is not here. He's not, he's not looking. You know, believers or unbelievers, that God doesn't see. God doesn't know. The good man is going on a long journey and will return at the appointed time. Man, that looks like Jesus. Watch this. Now, now I'm going to skip to the end of them read the scripture. But then the Bible says at the end of this chapter, this man, young man didn't know that she struck down many wounded and her house is the stairway to hell. So, so but this is how the enemy works. I want to show you how the enemy works in, in, in Proverbs 7.21. With her much fear speech, she caused him to yield. So the enemy will put thoughts in your mind. What did he do? What did he do with Eve? He put thoughts in her mind. He spoke to her. He said, have God truly said by his much fair speech, he caused her to yield. That's the enemy of the pattern. He'll put thoughts in your mind. Then he'll send people to confirm the thoughts he put into your mind. And then once he causes a person to yield, watch this. Then he says, with the flattering of her lips, she forced him. So once that door is open, though, the enemy doesn't just come in and say, oh, la di da di da okay, I would just only do what you allow me to do. The enemy comes in and takes over. And that's why you people are in situations where they do things that they don't want to do. And they, I'm going to change. I promise I'm going to change. But then they can't change because that entity, that thing that is there, that sin that dwells or lives or occupies that house with them will not allow them to change. Mm-hmm. So it's only one remedy. So then when we when you really consider that, we see that there are two different laws at work. What are the two different laws? Because he said the I consent that the law of God is good. But let me show you that these two different laws. Verse number 21, he says, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law or the word of God after the inward man. So here's a law. When I want to do good, evil is there with me. Mm-hmm. Then, then he said, but, but I delight in the law of the Lord after my inward man, my spirit man. <coughs> but then, so, so we're looking at what Paul is saying here, that even as a believer in my heart, the word of God is good. I want, like David said in Psalm 119.11, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So in my inward part, you know, I delight after your word. 
But it's something going on in my body. It's something going on in my mind and my soul that why can't I do what God wants me to do? I love Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, that is something that I think a lot of believers don't understand Mm -hmm. that is happening all the time, Mm -hmm. like multiple times a day. They think, oh, I'm just saved. And now I should just walk in you know, the laws of the Lord with no problem in a perfect world. Yeah. But we have to understand that this is in our home and literally the enemy is at work to, to hinder us, to stop us, to, to kill, steal and destroy anything in his path that is trying to exude the light and likeness of Christ. Right. Exactly. So, you know, be encouraged. I want to encourage some people right, right now right. that, you know, if you're trying to, you know, walk uprightly before the Lord, but you're like, man, I keep I keep making mistakes. I keep being tempted. Oh, this I is keep that, doing the same thing over and over right? and over again. This scripture is literally letting you know it's not just you. There right. is literally evil present with you trying to hinder you at every step yeah, of the every way. Every single place you go, every so, single thing you do. Yeah, you so make. be encouraged. And, you know, that's why it's so important for us to have um, our family, our, our our church family, our, you know, those in the fold, other believers who are, you know, on this walk, this journey as well, that we can turn to, to say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Because right. when you do that, you notice you'll have a lot of people, oh my gosh, I'm going through the same exact thing. Right. <laughs> it's not you. It's not just you. It's it's literally a tactic of the enemy that he uses on everybody. Right. right. So you be encouraged and know that you're not alone. Right. You know, because that's something that, you know, religious Christianity paints this picture of, well, if you're if it's not easy to you, there's something wrong with you. Not so. That's not so. Right. We are in a warfare. We're in a war. Right. And like you said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But here's the let me yes, like my wife said, be encouraged. And let me give you some good news. That if that's you and in your heart you want to do what's right, but it's something that keeps preventing you, something keeps hindering you, the anger, the frustration, or the depression, or the fear, or no matter what it is, the sin, the the the, the pornography, the masturbation, the, the 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 adultery, the fornication. Yeah, I, I want to stop, Lord, but but Lord, how to stop? I don't know how to stop. Guess what? That's commonplace. Yeah, and that's why Jesus came and He said, "Deliverance is the children's bread." Yeah. So if, you, if that's you, like my wife said, be encouraged because God sees that and he wants to set you free. So ask God, just ask God, say, Lord, I want to be set free from all these things that are causing me to do with those things that you don't want me to do. I don't want to be a sinner. I don't want to continue to sin in these things. Lord, help me. And God will bring you deliverance. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will show up and do it himself, or yeah. sometimes God will lead you to people that will actually help you to be delivered. They'll, they'll take you through deliverance and cast those demons out. But listen, be like my wife said, be encouraged, because some people, the enemy wants to discourage, because you're not saved, because you keep doing it. But in your heart, you love the Lord. You love his word. You want to live right. But how to perform it, I don't know. I can't find. I'm searching. I went from church to church. It's not in going from church to church. It's going, going to the Lord and say, Lord, deliver me. And God will send you deliverance, whether it's by his own hand or whether it's by the hands of other people. 
according to the counsel of his own goodwill, he has you. He got you. So we're just telling you this so that you can understand what's the dynamics of what's going on behind the scenes so that you can see that and not condemn yourself and not, not, not let allow the enemy to condemn you to say, you so messed up. you so messed up. Lord, I want to do right. God looks at the heart. And I'm not saying because you want to do right, continue to sin. No, ask God for that deliverance. Yeah. Ask him for that deliverance. And God is faithful and just. The Bible said, confess your sin unto the Lord. And he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That cleansing from all unrighteousness is talking about deliverance. Right. So this is, let me just give an example of what we're not talking about. Another aspect would be a person that is, you know, they're on their walk with the Lord and maybe they come up against, uh, or they come to a place in their walk and they, they hear the Holy Spirit. Maybe they're not sure that it is the Holy Spirit, but it's telling them to do the right thing in a situation. But this person says, well, I want to do what I want to do. And they do that instead. And now they may, they do that. And then now they get into some trouble or something is happening where um, it's manifesting naturally in their life where things are going bad. So they may speak to a friend who's also in the faith or a leader. And the leader tells them, well, that was God talking to you. Follow God. Listen to the Holy Spirit, to what he's telling you to do, because he's telling you to do the right thing in these situations. But then the person continues and has more uh, situations come up where the Holy Spirit, again, is telling them to do right. But they say, you know what? I'm going to do this instead. Mm -hmm. I want to do this instead. That Mm -hmm. is not what we're talking about. That's rebellion. That is rebellion. And you need to repent for rebellion right. and turn from it and ask the Lord to forgive you and to to um to no longer walk in that because that is rebelling. That is not what we're talking about. Right. If you just want to do your own thing, then guess what? If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But that is not what we're talking about. Right, right. We're talking about a few phases. The first phase is sometimes because of our bloodline you know, depending on what our families are into, whether it's the occult or whether it's Satanism or whether it's some type of sexual perversion or, um, you know, Freemasonry and things like that. We can be born with these spirits in us because it'll pass to us through them, you know, because um, the Bible tells us that the sins of the father will be passed down to the children. So that could be a case. Or as a child, you could have grown up and be abused or whatever, Spirits enter into through abuse. Yeah. You know, or you could be bullied in school and be afraid. Spirits enter into through different types of trauma, all types of trauma. So we might grow up with these things thinking it's us, thinking I'm always afraid, but no, it's a spirit of fear. We might grow up with depression, thinking that we always depressed. No, it is not your depression. It's a spirit of heaviness. Yeah. And so that this is what we're talking about. Oh, you might, you know. Uh, be peer pressured to smoke some weed. And all of a sudden, drugs, pharmacia is a Greek word for, for, the, for that weed, for that cocaine, for that crack or whatever it is, whatever it is your fancy or may have been your fancy. There are open doors to evil spirits because the word drug comes from the Greek word pharmacia, which means witchcraft. 
So when we actually get high, we we we, we are actually involving ourselves in a spell that opens the door for us, for our spirits to come in. And that's no condemnation. The powerful thing, the good news is what we're about to read in a minute, that Jesus came to set the captives free. Right. And that is also, um, and that also includes opioids and, right. and stuff like that, hallucinogenics and whatnot. Right, right, right. So it says in verse 23, but I see another law in my members. Now, check this out. See, we we, we know that the, the, the law of God is good. The word of God, his law is good. But then he, this is what Paul is saying. As a believer, I love the Lord. You know, I, I, I have his law in my heart. But then he said, I see another law in my members. Remember, in my flesh dwells no good thing. The law in my members or in my flesh and in my carnality is warring against the law of my mind. What's the law of my mind? The mind represents the soul, the inward man or the inward part. That's why David said, I delight in your word in my inward part. He said, I want to hide it in my inward part. I want to hide your law in my mind that I might not sin against you. In other words, I want to live by your word so that I don't go into sin. Yeah. And that's why I said, the apostle, I delight in your law in my inward parts, in my inward man, my inner man, my soul. So then it goes on to say, and it says here, so, so the purpose of it, I, he said, verse 23 again, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to what? The law of sin, which is in my members. So now when we look at the law, another law, the other law is the law of sin, the law of sin. So laws only come, laws don't just happen. Laws come from living beings. We have the laws in this country because this country's forefathers wrote the Constitution. So we have the laws that is written by men. But he said, but there is another law that is at work. And then then he goes on to say that this, the law of sin, the law of sin is not just an act. Sin is not just an act. So this sin is operating through a law by operating or living in our members or dwelling in our house. And we're going to talk about what this law is. What, what, what is this other law? Romans 8, 2 says, for the law of the spirit of life. That's the law, the law of the word, the law of the spirit of life. And Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. See, sin has a duality to it. Sin is an entity that coerces or forces an action. It either coerces, it attempts coerce, and it enforces or it forces an action, which brings forth death. That's why Paul wrote. He wrote it. Listen, he said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of life is The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So when we see that there is a law warring in our members, that's why Paul said again in Romans chapter 8, he's talking about how, you know, to to walk in the carnal mind is death, but to walk in the spirit is life and peace. There are two different laws. There's a law of the enemy that wants us to sin so he can kill us, the law of sin and death. But then there is a law of the spirit of life 
you know, in Christ Jesus that makes us free from the law of sin and death. So, so what's the remedy? What's the, we, we see, okay, Lord, I want to do what's right, but I've been struggling with this, 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 uh, the sin for 10 years. I've been saying for 10 years, I'm struggling with this thing. I love going to the, to, to the gathering of the saints. I love going to church. I love going to Bible. I love reading your word. But why? What is, why am I, why? I just, I, I want to do what's good, but I can't, I'm tired of performing. I can't find out. No one can help me. What is it? You know, this is what you do. Number one, you call out in the name of the Lord with a pure heart and confess that sin before him. And ask God to deliver you. And he will either come and deliver you. Listen, we've talked to people on the phone. Pray for people on the phone and go through deliverance. They will go through deliverance right there. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of life. And anything that's in your members that will bring you death, the Holy Spirit will empower people with him, with him himself by the name of Jesus to set you free. This is not the end of the road for you. You've been fighting this thing, but God sees how you've been holding on. He sees the sin. He wants you to repent and he wants you to call upon he, whosoever called upon the name shall be saved. That's not just the eternal salvation. There are three separate salvations. Our spirit is saved. Our soul is being saved. Then our bodies will become saved when we're translated. Or when we're going up in the air, the Bible says the mortality will put on immortality. So we're walking through this process. We walk. So I want to, like, again, we just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to know that if you listen to this, God is speaking to you and he wants to make you free and freedom is yours. Don't let anybody tell you you'll never change. Don't let the devil tell you that he ain't going nowhere. We've had demons laugh at us and I'm not coming out. And we laugh at them and say, yes, you are. And they end up coming on out. So don't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you could have been a bad person. Maybe you're not anymore. It, 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 and you don't even have to be a bad person for this to happen to. Something could have happened to you. Bad things happen to good people. Something may, and, and an enemy could have got just a place in your life somewhere. Jesus wants you to be free. So this is what Paul said in verse 24. Oh, wretched man that I am. You see that? He confessing to the Lord. He's confessing. He's acknowledging his sin. He's acknowledging where he is. Oh, I just, I just, I, oh, Father, I thank you. I, mean, I know this is being recorded, but when you're in the spirit realm, you can hear things that was well, past, present, future. God will reveal things or show you things. But even as I said it, I felt in my spirit. I saw in my spirit that that just broke somebody. Just, just, just broke the bondages off somebody. Oh, wretched man that I am. Oh, wretched man, acknowledge that. Acknowledge your sin. The Bible says, he who hides his sin shall not prosper. Whether it's pornography, secretly watching pornography or looking at mag, dirty magazines or, you know, just uh, and, and secret sexual sin. Oh, wretched man, confess these things. Expose them. The enemy always prospers and he always festers in darkness and in secrecy and that which is hidden. Don't hide your sin because you'll never prosper. You'll never be free hiding that thing. Oh, wretched man that I am. Then watch this. Who shall what? Deliver me. Who shall deliver me? From the body of this death, from this flesh, this thing that's in my body that is killing me. 
that is causing me to keep doing the same things over and over again. That's that's in, that's causing me to have this bad attitude or this arrogant attitude or this attitude that look down on people or or the, or, or this mindset that that I'm nothing. I'll never be anything. That's not you because you are accepted in the beloved according to Ephesians one. It's not you. It's something that's dwelling in your house that wants to suppress you, depress you, oppress you. Yeah. I, 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 you know, just thinking just now, I don't know how many times, you know, earlier on in my walk where, you know, you would be praying for me and you see what's there. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what was there. And I'm like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? And then all of a sudden, this spirit is manifesting through me. And coming out. And coming out. And right. I'm like, what the heck is that? Right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, we have no idea sometimes, most of the time, right. what is lying beneath the surface, exactly. so to speak. Exactly. Exactly. Amen. So he says that. He says, but verse 25 Watch this. He says, it's so beautiful. But I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I thank God there's hope. There is help. There is deliverance. There's a casting out of an eviction of things that's in your body or in your house. Even if it's, see, that's why God said, I know the thoughts that come into your mind, every one of them. He said, you'll receive, he said, uh, a thought will come in, he said, uh, some things will come, something will come into your mind and you'll think an evil thought. The evil thought is that seduction of the enemy. The evil thought or that picture is trying to get you to go off in a way. Have you ever just, you know, you're, you're, it seems like it's going to be a confrontation between you and a person. You go through all this whole scenario in your mind. You see it and everything. You see all this stuff happening. That's the, that's the enemy preparing you to respond to the spirit of violence that he wants to, you to be subject to. That's right. how he works. Because most of the time it doesn't even happen. It doesn't that even way. happen that way if you don't play into what you yeah. saw. Yeah. Or how you feel. Yeah. That's what I always tell you. Listen to me, please, my dear brothers and sisters. And this is what I tell people. I said, do not let your emotions rule you. Because whoever rules your emotions will rule you. But be led by the spirit. And we're gonna talk about that uh the next episode. We're gonna talk about the Holy Spirit. We're going to tell the difference, show the difference between these entities that wants to control us and the Holy Spirit that wants to help us. But we're going to close this out in a couple of minutes. We're almost done with this episode. So he said, but I thank God through Jesus Christ. So then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with my flesh, the law of sin. So that's showing us that I consent to the law that it is good. So what he's saying is that I, I then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So I have to choose to serve the law of God. I have to, because if I walk in the flesh, I will walk in the law of sin. And death comes as a result of sin. Not only just physical death, but death meaning separation from God on this earth and in the afterlife. So the, the law is good. In our hearts, we can have the Lord, I just want to do what's right in my heart. But is he saying that because I will turn the law in my heart and if I go ahead and sin in my flesh, it's cool? No. He said, you know, that where grace abounds, 
where sin abounds, grace does there much more abound. But because grace abounds, shall we continue in sin? Read the next chapter. Shall we continue in sin? He said, God forbids. God forbids us to continue in these sins. But they, but God also knows that there are, there are other elements at work that is forcing us to do these things that we don't want to do. But the key is not to make an excuse. The key is to desire, right. call out to be delivered. Right. Because if you really understand the force that we're feeling is just a strong pressure mm-hmm. to do what they want. Right. Because you they might... Mean who? Those evil spirits. Right. Because then you might be looked at a certain way or not be received or or whatever. Maybe, you know, the thinking is I won't get ahead in life if I don't do these these things that are not considered the right thing to do. So there's a pressure. So it feels there's a force. We're talking about these evil spirits. They are forces. You know, that that movie um what is it called star wars that didn't that's just not out of nowhere right that's literally witchcraft <laughs> mm-hmm. they're literally it's like a handbook that's what uh what's his name said uh john todd if you if you ever heard of john todd you can look him up um he he was in the occult and he came out became a christian and was really uh just exposing a lot of things in witchcraft and the occult and the things that they do and even the movies and stuff like that. Like all of that is, is literally the witch's handbook put to a movie. That's true. So you're talking about a force. And I was a huge Star Wars fan. Mm. A lot of people still, mm. you know, are, mm-hmm. you know, but a lot of the terminology, a lot of the things that are done is literally spiritual. Right. Like they talk about the, the light side and the dark side of the force. Right. That's what they say in the satanic system. Right. The light side and the dark side of the system. Right. And the Bible says that their spiritual, uh, what what is it? Uh, they list, it lists the different, uh, the spiritual wickedness in high places, right. the, um, the forces of evil, or uh, I can't remember exactly what it is, but there's literal powers, powers. That's right. what it is. Right. These powers are forces. Right. So we're talking about entities here. So that's what you're feeling. Nobody or nothing is literally forcing you to do anything or nothing can literally force you to do anything. God can't even force us to do anything. Well, he won't force us. He won't. Right. But but that's what you're feeling. You're feeling that power of persuasion to go the wrong way. Right. Just like the proverb said, when when he yielded, then she forced him. Mm-hmm. The enemy will always impose himself upon you once you open the door and yield to him. Yeah. And then you'll begin to do that, which you didn't want to do. But literally, our free will is stronger than that. It is. So you don't have to because you feel that that force. Or like you said, you would know, other word force you use that powers. Uh, yeah, not just the powers, but that impression or that strong oh. persuasion. That's yeah, yeah, what it yeah. was. Yeah. 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 You don't have to do it. But if you do it, then you, that's open door to something. And, uh, you know, especially before you get saved. And if you get tricked up in something, when you get saved, call out to Jesus. And now you know not to do that again because it opens doors. So when we see the two laws, which is, 
Here's the two laws. The Bible tells us that there are three things that are in this earth and they all three are one. The blood, the word, and the spirit of God. The blood of Jesus, the word of God, and the spirit of God. Same here in the law. We have the law of God. We have the law of Jesus Christ and the law of liberty, which is the law of Christ. And we have the law of the spirit of life. It's the same thing, right? So then what's the other law that's that, that's in our memory? If there's two laws and there's two different type of beings that's over the law that works in our members to bring forth sin and death. It's not just the law. The law of God does not bring death. It brings life. But the law of Satan brings death. Mm -hmm. So just understanding that if there are two different laws and there are two different entities or beings that are over that law, that when you bring yourself under, you're under that law. That's why Paul said that he, we were sold under that law of sin. Right. And I want everybody to understand or think of it as look at the Bible and it talks about the fruit of the spirit, mm -hmm. the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's what we are aspiring to walk in. Right. Well, this isn't just things to do. It's a literal person. The Holy, the Holy Spirit is right. a literal person. That's who we're gleaming from. Somebody just said, who, how is he a person if he's a spirit? The Bible said he's a third person of the of Godhead. The Godhead. Right. Yeah. So look at it that way. If you have that, you don't think there's an opposite to that? That exactly. the enemy takes and tries to counter uh, counterfeit it? Right. And that's what these evil spirits do. Right. When you receive them, now you're taking on their fruit, their attributes, that's and right. that's what you're walking in. Right. And then that, what that leads you is to their judgment, which is death, which right. is eternal damnation. Because that's what it is. It's right. sin. Right. Anything outside of the of, of the Holy Spirit, God, and the fruit of the Spirit, his characteristics, his ways, is sin. Right. And so that's what you see. That's what that is. Right. We're not just we're not just making stuff up. Right. You can see it in the word. Right. And you just you just equate it to the other side of that. Right. Right. And somebody said, well, how, how can I walk like Jesus? How can I how can I do these things that I've never done before? Don't make sense. It does make sense because Jesus said the Holy Spirit, when he come, he'll help you to do it. Right. All you have to have is the desire to. And like we teach you, once you have the desire to do anything, the Holy Spirit, anything for God, the Holy Spirit will help you to do it. So he helps us to do what's impossible. He helps us to heal the sick, to cast out devils and all those things. We can't do that on our own, but the Holy Spirit helps us to do it. So, but here's the, here's the, here's, here's something that's beautiful. What does deliverance mean? To deliver is ruamia in the Greek, which means to draw to oneself. In other words, when you have when you want to be delivered, that means the Lord is drawing you to himself. For what? It means to rescue. He wants to rescue from you from that bondage. Even if you listen, even if you think, okay, well, I have to spend this world time, and you may have been there. We look, we cast demons out of people and they called us the next day and say, What's wrong with them? What's wrong with me? I say, what do you mean? I can't think anymore. I said, You can think. It was just that spirit thinking for you for all those years. Is that what it is? And then they begin to grow in who they are, not in who those spirits formed them to be. Right. So this word deliver me to be drawn to Jesus. And that's where being born again comes in. Right. Because now you're being separated 
from these evil spirits who were joined, who were became one with your soul to the point where you don't even know what's you and what's it. So now when that evil spirit is cast out, it feels like there's a void. But it's really the place where the Lord, the Holy Spirit wants to now come in in that area and begin to walk you as a new babe Mm -hmm. to learn how to walk now in righteousness. Amen. That's just like saying, I know I've said, if I could start all over again, when we are born again, that's God giving us a clean state and we start all over again. So we have to grow in those things that was dwelling in us and attached to us, you know, for a long time, for years, even if it's up for a month, the Lord will deliver us. He will rescue us because he's drawn us to himself. And then after you're born again, you must be converted. That's in your mind to be converted in the spirit of your mind, be transformed, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's that conversion. That's why when Jesus said this to Peter, Peter walked with him for a couple years already. When you are converted, strengthen your brother. Conversion process comes before God will even cause you to begin to walk in who you are in the church as a leader and all that kind of stuff. We have to be converted. Or else we'll do the same things we've already done and messed up more people. And we see that in the body of Christ and it's too prevalent. Yeah. So who shall deliver me? Who shall draw me to himself? I thank God through Jesus Christ. God is drawing you. He wants you free. He wants to rescue you from those things that you've been in bondage to whether knowingly or unknowingly for all those years, he wants to set you free. How does deliverance come? Like verse 25 says, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So we're going to close out there, but I just want everybody just to raise their hands to God and just say, Lord, I love you. I choose to serve you in my heart and my inward parts. Lord, deliver me for everything that's in my members that is not like you. Cleanse me. Deliver me, make me free that I might live and serve you according to your own good will in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we'll pick up next week. And what we're going to talk about, not next week, the next episode, which is in two weeks, we'll talk about these entities, what they do versus the wonderful Holy Spirit, and then how how these spirits are cast, how it works when these spirits are cast out. And we're going to, so we're going to really go into that next week. So uh, as we close out, we're just going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for our dear brethren. We thank you for those who are saved and those who are lost. Even for those who are saved, Lord, and struggling with with with, with these sins, Lord, that, that, that wants to get out, that wants to stop, that wants to be uh, a different people. But it just seems like it's impossible, whether it's homosexuality whether it's uh, per- sexual perversion, any sexual perversion, whether it's lying, whether it's stealing or cheating. Father, we thank you for their deliverance in Jesus' yes, name. We you thank Lord. you that you have sent your word and healed them and delivered them from all distress, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the manifestation of your powerful right hand for your glory to set the brethren free, to set the church free in Jesus' mighty name. So even as we are being, we separate ourselves from these things and touch not the unclean thing, you receive us, you cleanse us, you rescue us, Lord. We ask that your perfect will be done in us through our brethren all over the world. In Jesus' name, Lord Jesus, be glorified in these houses, in these temples, in these vessels that you have created to bring you glory, honor, and praise. Have your way in and through us. In Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. We love you, saints of God. Love you guys. If you're a sinner, we love you, sinners. If you're hearing us and, and, and God has been doing, he's calling you to be a saint. A saint doesn't mean a perfect person. A saint means a separated person, a person that God separates for his own purpose and his glory, that you might have life and life more abundantly. Amen. With that said, we love you. God bless you. And uh, we'll see you on our next episode of The Spiritual Matters. And if you don't have a church home, you can tune in. If uh, if you're outside of the Atlanta area, you can tune in to our ministry uh, YouTube page, which is Global City of Refuge. Again, it's Global City of Refuge. We start our Sunday. Uh, we don't even call it service anymore. We call it our Sunday preparing for the equipping of the saints. Sunday at 1030 and on Wednesday nights at 730 we we're not we're not about just going through the, the the religious Christianity rituals. We really prepare the saints, and that's our hearts to get everyone ready to walk in the the place and who they are in Christ in this earth realm until Jesus comes. So we love you, and then um yeah. So if you're if you're in the Atlanta area, you want to come through. You need deliverance. You can come through on a Sunday. You can come through on a Wednesday. Uh, we're located at 6825 Jimmy Carter Boulevard. That's in Norcross, Georgia. The zip code is 30073071. Sweet 1300. Sweet 1300. Thank you. And if you need prayer, you might be in another country or whatever, you can shoot us an email at info at globalcore.org. And, and there, all that will be on the... Uh, uh, if you're if you're on the podcast, I'm not sure if it shows up. I know on the YouTube yeah, it does. Okay, so all that information will be available to you at the end of this broadcast, at the end of this Godcast. We love you. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Matters. Tune into new episodes every other Friday. Have any questions? Comment below or email us at info at globalcore.org. That's info at globalcor.org.